All right, hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. We are live right now on the Twitch, on the Twitter, on the Facebook page. Go check us out at wtomnet.com, wherever those uh, things are and whatever you like to listen to us on. We are there on the podcast as well. Hopefully you're listening on audio. Thank you to all of you that have listened to the episodes we did on the previous Wednesday. And then, of course, the Game Awards post-show. Thank you to Randy for being on the last one. Randy will make appearance here in written form um, as we are talking about a... We're going to do it. We kind of have been doing this the last couple of years like this, where we do things the opposite because we do our game of the year a little bit later than everybody else because we don't get to play everything, you know, when, when it comes out right there, like a lot of the, the big sites do. And we don't have a lot of people either. So it, it's kind of upon us to go and play those things ourselves. So we're doing our most anticipated games of 2022 at the end part of this episode. Uh, this will also be the last episode for a while that will be news focused. The next two are our game of the year stuff. So um, Randy will join us again next this Wednesday coming up. So both the next two shows will be on Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday the 22nd will be our top tens. So Mark, who is here with me as always. Yep. And Randy will give our top tens. Yen says he has not played enough this year to be able to feel like he can really be verbose about that. I don't know, maybe we'll, I'll get him to give me a written top five or something. Anyway, so that being said, let's get this started here. Episode 297. Of course, I am your host, Sean. I don't know if I introduced myself or not. And, you know, I actually went back to, to writing this week, and I'll get to that when we get to the, because Nintendo had an Indie World thing. Uh, I love it when they do their Indie World. It's it's actually funny. They did it on the same day, two years in a row, December 15th. So interesting that they apparently have that date locked down for when they do an Indie World show. But let's actually start talking about games. And one of the sh- one of the games that was shown off on that show and released that same day, Chicory was one of them. I've talked about that immensely. I will talk about it again when we do our top tens and game of the year and everything else. Which, yeah, if you haven't played it yet, you've been waiting for it to show up on Switch, go play that right now. You will not uh, go wrong with that. 20 bucks is a steal for how awesome uh, that game is. And also you can play co-op with, uh, you know, if you got a kid that likes that's creative, likes to draw or, or significant other or a friend, uh, it has co-op in there as well. So you don't have to play by yourself. And there was a few other games um, that came out as well, but the, the one that I'm going to talk about here is called Dungeon Munchies. Weird name. I thought, I know, um, thanks to, uh, player two for player two PR for giving me a code. I've played, I think like the first couple of hours of it. It's actually in early access on PC still. What they did was they put the two chapters that are available in the early access version into the, the switch version and they're just going to update it with chapter three whenever that's ready. And I don't know if they're going to do more chapters after that, but it depends on yeah. sales. <laughs> yeah. I, I assume. Well, he said that there for sure. Chapter three will be put in after that. We don't know. So yeah. either way, if you didn't watch the indie world, it's pretty much a action platform, 2d action platformer, side scroller, 
that you have to use cooking and you have to kill monsters that are weird looking uh, anywhere from a tree to a banana to other things. <laughs> and then you take ingredients that you get from like that those monsters drop, right? Uh, you know, whether it's a killer shrimp as well or whatnot. And then you have to cook it. And then that makes weapons or items or abilities for you. So it's actually, I, I've been enjoying it. Um, I, mean, it I know some, like, something about a yeah. chef brigade. Yeah. A little bit like that. I haven't played it in handheld mode uh, yet. I probably should for the review. Uh, but because I've been at home, I've been playing it on the TV. So I haven't really tried it out. But apparently it doesn't run that great in handheld mode. I'll have to try it out for myself. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say that it's it's pretty decent. Uh, I would go uh, definitely check it out. I've I've had fun for what it is. And then it, it has a lot of humor. As well. I mean, it's corny humor or whatever, but look, look at that cover and imagine pretty much what you would expect the humor to be. Cause, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's what that basically is. You know, you have anime, uh, girl dead chef trying to teach you how to cook magical ingredients so that you don't kill yourself while you're trying to, you know, when you ingest it or whatever. So that's the whole gist of that. But for what it is, I've, uh, been enjoying it. I'll, probably get through it more as this week goes by well, i was just trying to kind of do a hodgepodge of things as i'm also working and and then having a little bit of time at night to play uh, i did get more into that halo infinite campaign um i haven't done a lot of the actual story because there's so much side stuff uh, to do it's not like outrageous like far cry or assassin's creed or whatever but there's quite a number of like as soon as you clear a what they call a fob, uh, you know, um, what do they call it in Far Cry? The outpost. outpost or yeah. Basically an outpost and you turn it into a thing for yourself where you can like get vehicles and weapons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or like it a, opens like up yeah. more stuff for you to find. Yeah. Um, the thing is, it's all the same. It doesn't change. Yep. And they really could have made it better by actually making, if you're going to go through the the thing of having hunts, right? Basically glorified hunts yeah. for these mini bosses. Why wouldn't you add a little bit of something to them? It, like it's to me, it's so anticlimactic and so like ancillary to have really? these supposed mini bosses that you just kill them. Like they're almost like they're any other enemy. Than the, because that would take a lot more time and effort. <laughs> and they uh, but it's just like crunch. <laughs> I, I know. I know that they really need to get that out. Say, but it's just like it's really frustrating when yeah they had these longer health bars and some of them have shields eventually and yeah some of them are actually kind of difficult to kill um because you know some of the you know if there's if it's an elite it has cloaking and all that kind of stuff you have to figure out where they are i'm not saying that they're like easy as pie to kill but it's just like when they die there's no fanfare there's no cutscene, there's no big deal made it's just like all right i just cleared this this other thing here and that's it you know, um, well, I'm not well, saying, yeah. Welcome to Far Cry. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I will say it's, it's still very fun. And uh, that grappling hook makes it like 30 times more fun. Uh, you can upgrade that thing to the point where it will shock enemies. So you can basically use it like an, as an extra weapon. So, oh, okay, I ran out of ammo. Start just grappling hooking everybody because I can. So can yeah. you just use that thing on any surface? 
Uh, yeah, there's no there's no surface that it tells you you can't use. Uh, there's a certain like depth you have to be from whatever you're trying to hook at. Yeah, uh, but it won't. It actually has enough of a pause where you can literally climb a freaking mountain with it. Yeah, because you're not gonna. It, there's enough of a pause before you start actually going down to where you can tell it to hook the next thing that's there, and you can like progressively just keep going. So like yeah, so like like yeah. just cause or like Zelda or something. Yeah, basically, it's almost like you know if uh, Breath of the Wild instead of you know walking up it, you're just grappling hooking up it. Yeah, um, yeah, I've because of that, I've had no impetus to mess with the vehicles that much. Also, they're a pain in the butt to to use. Yeah. Um, the mongoose and the warthog, because you're using both the sticks, are not the best thing in the world to to drive around. Um, I mean, it is, it's good if you want to have like your deuxial soldiers with you and they do help out. They actually have pretty decent AI. It's just for once, <laughs> it's just annoying. It's a, I'd rather just walk, I'd rather just sprint over to the next icon that I have to go to than just wait for the, have to go back to the fob to get the vehicle, then drive to drive from there. Oh, and then, well, you're eventually going to get to a point where the vehicle won't be able to get to where you need to go, so you'll have to drop it anyway, and it's like, it's pointless, you know? So I have just found it so much easier just to navigate with the grab and hook, and I, I, it's, it's really cool that you can use it as a weapon, as like an extension of your resources and, and everything else. So they have done a great job in adding that, and that makes Halo so much more fun uh, with having that in there. I don't know how many times I thought I was going to die. I just grapple hook the elite and the brute in front of me. And then I'm like, oh, wow, I just survived. All right, let's keep going uh, before somebody does kill me. So, yeah, it's just I'll probably end up uh, mainlining it at this point. It's just yeah. it doesn't matter how much like, you know, you don't let the icons bother you. Eventually, you do kind of go, well, I do kind of need this like Spartan um, Spartan thing so I can upgrade my my grappling hook or my other couple of things that they give you. So, okay, I'll go get that. Oh, and those, um, those little Molyneux armor things that you can unlock. So you get stuff in multiplayer. Oh, it's right there. I'll go ahead and do it. And then I find myself, I'm like, how many of these have I already done again? So I got to stop myself from doing that and just start mainlining because I won't finish. Uh, if I keep doing the, the little ancillary stuff in the middle, but it's, it's been fun. I can definitely see how people are feeling like it's um it does kind of feel empty or it feels like you're doing the same thing over and over because you kind of are. Um but I do want to get to the get through the story because everybody that I've seen that's finished it keeps saying how how great it is. So uh, I do I mean, want to get to that. Hey, at least it has something. Like it's not the linear game that Halo have always been. <laughs> well, I mean there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, if you have a really good story, yeah, and, but you know the last few Halo games didn't have that either. <laughs> well, okay, that's fair, but I'm just saying if this is supposed to be a, a return to form, right? Yeah, I get, I get it. You're also trying to justify the fact that the multiplayer is free. So what you're paying sixty dollars for, if you're one of those people that's actually buying the game, is that campaign. So they added a bit more meat to it, uh, which yeah. is fine. Um, you know, and, I, and they also made it that way because they plan on adding more things to it eventually because it's a you know, service game. So what, you know, moving on uh, from that, but yeah, play got to play more Halo. So that's always good. 
I played a little bit more of uh, Boyan Diamond. It is what it is. I don't think I need to keep like talking about it. If you played that game, it's really no difference. It's a nicer looking Pokemon, Brilliant Diamond. Yo, have you caught them all yet? Uh, not even close. Uh, I do like that apparently if you have a short and sealed uh, save, you get a randomly will get a Mew and a Jirachi from this lady really early in the game. I'm just like, wow, those are two really powerful Pokemon I could just use to wipe out everybody in my path if yeah. I didn't limit myself to only using Pokemon that are from that game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure people that I went through that probably just like use it to to blow through everyone. I played a little bit of the gunk, and I, that will probably be the only little bit that I play. I play about an hour and a half, and I'm it's I'm sorry if somebody liked it. Cool for you. Maybe you have more patience than I do, but I was bored. It's I, just I haven't very heard yeah. great things. <laughs> it's just very simple exploring. It doesn't really do a great job of pointing you in the right direction when it tells you to go do this thing. The I mean the scanning of plants and stuff like that is okay whatever and i i like the main character and and her i guess it's her sister or you know friend or whatnot that like that is the pilot they kind of have a good you know rapport with each other but i don't know it's just it did nothing for me um so i don't know that i'm gonna play much more of it i it seems like i'm not the only one that feels that way um, it's unfortunate because it was a game that I was kind of excited for. So sometimes they don't all live up to the expectations, you know. Uh, that being said, I took a while to get to Moonblow Bay, uh, which was another one of my indie games that I really was looking forward to. It has the, uh, you know, voxel art style, like Minecraft art style. So I'm sure that might put off some people, but I really appreciate the charm and how just like relaxing the game is of go and you're you're trying to revive this town that is literally about to shut down you have to convince the mayor to keep it going by oh and you also have to deal with the death of your wife you know girlfriend wife whatever that happens basically immediately and then how you recover from all that to like lift the town to be something again and I just really appreciate that. Like it's you and your daughter going through and, you know, whether it's you invest in the town by buying, putting in and and buying certain buildings or, and then you use all that to make sure that your fish meals that you're making by fishing and then making the meals, literally cooking them, uh, sell more. So it's all goes back to helping you. But it's actually like just a really sweet way that they do it. And I haven't gotten through a lot of it. It is kind of annoying how like almost nothing stops the time clock from running. Um, so like it's not one of those games you can kind of like leave it sitting there or get distracted um, because the clock goes by really quick. It goes by like five minute intervals quickly. Like I'll turn around. I'll go like uh, my dog wants my attention for a minute, literally, and it'll go from the morning to almost dark time. And yeah. I'm just like, what the hell happened? <laughs> so, um, but I, I did really, I do really appreciate the game. I, I'm going to keep playing it for sure. Um, it's, it's, just, I just really like it. It's really fun. There are, they get the people around the town all have some story to tell you. And each one of them has like a task for you to do. And there's things that you can go buy and upgrade for your little boat that you have. 
and there's different places you can go to to fish and find um, more sea life as well. So it's uh, for being an indie game, you know, they added a lot to that and it seems like a lot of thought went into it. They took the time to lay it and everything and uh, go go them for, I think, for hitting it on, on Moon Go Blade for sure. Um, another game that I had heard a lot about and it's up my alley because it's like one of those just like narrative games. It does have your characters like walking around uh, so, but it's very much, you know, focused on the narrative, no longer home. It's very short. It's like two hours. I got it on switch on a sale. Um, and it's a very interesting narrative of that hit me right in the feels because I still kind of feel this way sometimes of like, these are kids that are, well, not kids. They're 22 year olds that have just graduated university in London. One of them is actually half Korean and lives in Japan because her family lives there, but she's visiting her friend in London. And that's like where they all kind of grew up. She has, they're both non-binary characters that kind of just decided to live together. And then you kind of go through their mental struggles of, they think that everything should have happened for them graduating university and like nothing happened. And one of them doesn't want to really work and like how he deals with that. And the other one, you know, how she deals with having with her family and, and all of that. And like, there's just so much there that for me, like, just, I thought it was just a well done story that again, although short, I doesn't waste time, gets to the point and then you move on and I it stick, it stuck with me. So I uh, may not have worked for everybody, but I think uh, it's certainly one of those that when I think about like narratives for this year, that's certainly one of them. And I've gotten like two hours into the Forgotten City. I already did the uh, ending number one. Yeah. So um, that one was pretty uh, easy to get to. Is that when you just uh, killed the guy? Yeah, that's for, uh-huh. Yeah. You killed the guy. <laughs> but interesting what happens like after that. I found that uh, pretty interesting. But yeah, um, I will certainly be playing more of the Forgotten City. How, uh, yeah. What are you playing it on? Xbox? Xbox, yeah. How is how does it run? Runs pretty well. I haven't had a problem with it. Okay. Why they have issues on PC? Or? I played it on PS5 and oh, uh, PS5 some, yeah. Like it wasn't the most like stable game in the world, and it had like weird technical issues. Like, did you find the assassin guy yet? No, I literally finished ending one, and then we had to start the podcast. So how'd you get to? Well, how'd you kill the the main guy then? Because didn't you need did you need the bow? If you're the soldier, you get a gun. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I think the archaeologist, so I didn't. Ha- yeah, I didn't have the, the gun. Uh, but yeah, there's some there, on the PS5. There's like some weird scripting issues. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I haven't run into any of that. But yeah. I mean, it's still like I like all the characters. Uh, so far, I like most of them. A few yeah. of them were a little shakier, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> I like the um, what is it? Uh, Archaea or whatever the. The chick that basically you meet at the beginning, yeah. Um, when you go back and talk to her, like she immediately, uh, depending on which one you pick, thinks that you're like she's hitting on you, and then if you hit on her, she gets all disgusted with you or whatever. It's yeah. Like, okay. You know, whatever floats your boat there for sure. Um, no, but I definitely think if you haven't tried out the Forgotten City, um, you really should. It's very interesting. And it's a little bit different than like, you know, your typical like narrative game, just the way it's, 
you know, it's a time loop game, just like, you know, various other ones that we've seen this year. So you should, I think people should give it a shot. Uh, try it out. It's on, you know, it's on Game Pass. Do that thing where you give it a whirl and see if you like it. And I played a bunch of demos uh, because there was demos from Indie World and then there was demos from the Game Awards. Uh, and then I gave Metroid Dread a uh, whirl because I was like, I don't know if I want to spend the $60 uh, for Metroid Dread because, you know, Christmas coming up, a lot of uh, people you have to get gifts to and everything else. You know, $60 can go a long way when you're wanting to buy gifts. Um, I like it. I just, I'm not a big Metroid. I like platformers more than Metroidvanias because I don't like the whole backtracking. I like going constantly forward and maybe go backward a little bit. I got through one of the Emmys and then the second one, that's the point where I was just kind of like, all right, I'm tired of like dying or trying to figure out how I get into the middle of a small section that's in the, almost feels like it's in the air. I'm just like, do you have to slide through those two? I don't, I didn't get that part. No, you can, uh, like, if you're in like a hall, you should be able to just kind of grab onto it and kind of, uh, go through Yeah, it. see, but like, that's the thing. Like, I grab onto it and it, it doesn't, she doesn't pull herself up or anything. It just stays stuck there. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong or. Well, do you, do you even yeah. have ball form in the demo or no? No, you just have, that's it. You, no, that, you don't, uh, get anything. Uh, obviously, well, the first one they give you that big cannon that you can kill him with, and then the second well, that's time, kill, kill all of them. <laughs> well, I mean, the second one he tells you the that robot voice thing that yeah, you have to talk yeah. to sometimes tells you that you have to run from them because you're not going to get that again or whatever. I mean, and, it's probably yeah. you're probably not going the right way. You probably have to like shoot some part of the walkway or something to get around that. I mean, that's the whole point Maybe. of that game. Yeah, because I shot the those things that look like you know little hearts or whatever, uh, like beating hearts, and they blow up part of the the walkway in front of you. But then it makes this small little square, and the ones that are on the bottom, you know, you slide through them. But then that one, I'm just kind of like, well, where the hell else am I supposed to go? He keeps trapping me. So um, that's what yeah. that game is. <laughs> yeah, I will figure it out. I'm sure at some point, maybe. Uh, Loot River is cool. Uh, still makes me excited for that game. Uh, I love the fact that you can move those platforms and kind of like make your way. Uh, very interesting. Goodness, cool to see how that's going to be done in the actual main game. I think Nobody Saves the World is going to be actually really good. It's from the Wakamelee guys, um, or team, sorry. Uh, I love the fact that you can turn into a rat, a knight, and a maze like really fast. In that game already, like just in the demo, I've already been able to use like five different um, classes and you can like switch between them constantly, however much you want, depending on what you need to do. So that seems like it's going to be a really fun uh, game when that comes out. And the yeah. other two were the Indie World stuff. Uh, Figment 2 is much like Figment 1. So if you like Figment 1, you won't go wrong with Figment 2. And Timely did not work for me. I do not like games where... Like, I like the stopping time mechanic, but I don't know. I'm sure that there is another game like this, but it's a game where basically you see what you're supposed to do and then you stop time or fast forward it in order to make the puzzle where you could walk through and avoid the enemy. I mean, and I guess like Blinks, the Time Sweeper or Super Hot or Braid or like that. Maybe it's like Super Hot, but it's just like, it's just so slow developing 
that I was just kind of like, uh, this is taking too long. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. just like, you have to be very meticulous of the whole rewinding and fast forwarding thing to know when the guard's going to move one way so you can move the other way. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> not for me, but yeah. I'm sure there will be people that that's for. Uh, okay, that's it. I have played a bunch of stuff. Sorry. Uh, what have you been playing there, Mark? I've been playing Demon Souls of Yen's. Uh, that's interesting. I'm a mage character, and like he kind of primarily plays the game as like a warrior or like a knight or like a melee okay. character. Uh, I find that game stupid easy as a mage character. Uh, How does he feel about you playing as the mage character? He finds it kind of funny because in my world, it, everything's like level to like my level. So I'm like level 20 or like 25. or I think I'm like actually like level 28. He's yeah. like 130. And, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's died a few times, not by like enemies, but just kind of by like rolling. He died like a few times by enemies, but like rolling off the game world or like into a pit or something. In battle, like I'm pretty good because I just stand back and just flame guys to death. They're like magic arrow him to death. I joined his world because he's a new game plus. Okay. So everything's like way harder for him. Uh I'm effective in that too. Oh really? Like I Well that's good. I, I'm I'm weaker or like I can only take like one or two hits and then right. I'm down I'm down. But like the the second kind of area is you have to like there's this big dragon flying around the world or like flying around this like bridge. And you have to cross the bridge at key mo- like when the dragon passes, like to avoid his flame breath. And he couldn't make it past the third like sec- like checkpoint because there's a bunch of enemies on that point where he lost soul, and it's like, well, I can just do it myself. And, like, I died a few times, but, like, the fourth time I did it, I basically killed all the enemies there, and he was kind of amazed I did that. And then he fought the boss, and I killed the boss. Because <laughs> right. that's the Tower Knight, so I can hide behind this stupid, like I said last time, the railing, and just, you know, soul arrow him to death. <laughs> uh, and I, I might, like, it, I was weaker, but like I said, I was still effective. So it was really funny. Uh... And he was lamenting, he was like, wow, I, I feel, I feel very not I'm, like weak compared to you. <laughs> and like, in my game, we were past like the first four main areas of the game. Uh, and I realized why I like playing magic in that game in dark, instead of Dark Souls. In Dark Souls, they actually give you a limit on how many spells you have. That sucks. Oh, okay. So it's like, oh, you only have 20 soul arrows. And then once you're done, you have to rest a bonfire to get them back. This game, you just have a straight magic meter. So it, once that's gone, I mean, you can take items to like refill it, but once it's gone, you just have to wait a while for it to get recharged. That's way better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so do you have you played much of a single player or just when only? I played a little because you have to just. I, I beat that like the tower night at my own boss, on my own time, but I can't get too far up from Yen's at this point because we're kind of in the same place, like progress wise. Okay. Uh, so I just don't want to get like too far. All right. I, I might like lock it out at some point. Uh, yeah. And the way like the multiplayer handled in the game is incredibly stupid. Like I figured like, uh, what is it? Uh, why is it stupid or, uh, because like you can only join a person's game if you're dead or if you're in like soul form. Uh, okay. and if you're in human form, you can't join another person's game. But if you're in soul okay. form, you have half your health. The flip side is like you, you can't, you don't if you're in soul form, you don't lose your souls like when you die. Like nothing like really transfers over, so there's no real consequence for you if you die. But it, like we were in this stupid prison level, which sucked because it's a huge maze. Right. And whenever he died, I had to basically run back to the start of the level and summon him. 
because in his game, enemies were still, were still there. So he couldn't like, oh, get okay. too close to me. And he was also New Game Plus. So you know, his game was way harder than mine. <laughs> that's fun. I got the uh, N64 flash cart. Uh, that's cool, but I don't have an N64 to try it on yet. <laughs> I thought you I, had one. No. I mean, I used to have okay. one as a kid, but I got rid of it. Or, you know. Ah, okay. I, I view it as a good motivator, actually. I mean, I'll get an N64 soon enough. I don't want to get an N64 and just start collecting games for it like I know I would. I just, I'd rather have this thing so I can have every game on it and go from there. I finished both the Assassin's Creed Valhalla Season Pass expansions. Is it the most recent one? Or? No, because that's, I, I mean, that just came out and like I just unlocked that kind of. No, it's the Siege of Paris and, oh, there was another one. I can't remember it. Let me look it up because it's going to annoy me. Uh, oh, yeah, Wrath of the Druids. That was like the first okay. one, and Paris is the second one. Uh, I was still way over leveled, <laughs> but it was weird because it's like the game was like, "Oh, you need, only need to be level two hundred for this." I'm four eighty, and the enemies were like outside of my level range, like they were not pushovers necessarily. So I'm yeah. wondering, it's doing like some weird level scaling or something like that. And that Paris one, I got to show you some. I saved some clips from that thing. It like mostly ran fine, like ninety five percent of it. The last two missions. Me, like were utter garbage as far as frame rate. Like I was Why? playing it and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like I'm getting like sing, single digit frame rates in this like city, and it's like, what what's happening? Damn. And like nothing. I'm not in combat. Like it was kind of just like, oh, you just. I think I was like saving the game, and that might have slowed it down. But I was like, that's a problem if like saving the game <laughs> dramatically reduces the frame rate. Yeah, I know the new expand or like they announced that Thor expansion or whatever into the Odin expansion. Right. I'll probably get it. Uh, I mean, I like to sing well enough. I mean, of the three Ubisoft franchises, you know, this, Far Cry, and uh, Ghost Recon, like, this is one I kind of support and doesn't have a ton of dumb shit attached to it yet. The The big thing, though, is I got my analog pocket. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That looks pretty cool. Yeah. So, it the one, I would say, downside to it, kind of, it has some really onerous power requirements. <laughs> What do you mean, like... So, it basically, like, the instruction manual says you, you should only... I mean, the fact that it doesn't come with a charger is kind of funny to begin with. But yeah. you're only supposed to charge it from a USB-C cable to USB-C cable. And I don't have a ton of those adapters, or a ton of those cables. I have a ton of, like, you, you know, USB-A, like the regular old big one to USB-C. Right. But well, not... I mean, they probably just expect that, like, everything's USB-C now, so... Yeah, except, yeah. like, my cell phone, like, the, the, that adapter is so old. Or, you know, it's a fast one, but it doesn't do it. The only, I mean, I got the dock, and that came with one. Uh, but You have to one. be careful sometimes with those, because if you get one that's too powerful, it can brick the... Um, well, this said, like, yeah. 20, I think 20 watts, 20 volts or something, you know, whatever. Uh, but the, uh, my Oculus Quest had one also, and that worked fine. Uh, okay. You know, it's well-made. It's bigger than you'd think. And I saw also, that. I was like, wow, that's pretty big. Yeah, it's also, like, more well-made or, like, you know, feels good in your hand than you would think. Uh, the funny thing is, like, because, well, right now, you can't load ROMs off of it. Like, you know. It kind of looks like a Game Boy SP. No, because it doesn't, there's no hinge or no, it doesn't, like, fold up or anything. Oh, I, well, I don't know. The way people are holding it, it kind of looks like one. I, I mean, it's basically like a big Game Boy uh, color. But you can't load ROMs off it. I only have one Game Boy game, technically. It's like Mario Land 2. <laughs> that looks really nice. 
But I do have that Game Boy Advance Flash card. So that thing's interesting because on my Flash card, it's, it can play Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Gear, and NES games, often like an emulator for the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. And that shit all runs in this, on this pocket. That's uh, cool. The, the two downsides are it's not in the correct resolution. It's even like smaller than like a Game Boy game or oh. the regular screen, how it should be. Right. Uh, and the NES stuff, it has like really bad audio, like crackling or like, you know, it's like static or it's like scratchy, but like it I, runs. <laughs> okay. But I mean, the actual, like, okay, let's say the actual uh, Game Boy stuff, that yeah. runs well, right? Oh, yeah. I like Mar- I played Mario Line 2. Uh yeah, it's really good. The thing has I think I want to say like four, no, maybe five uh, different like display modes because it has like original Game Boy, like the great like the green mono, you know, that like greenish tint one. It has uh what they call like analog mode, which is like a black and white one, which looks really nice. Okay. Uh has Game Boy Light, which was that never came out in America, but it's like an indigo like backlit one. I saw somebody had the white one. And I, I think there's like one other one, but there's also like blood red or like neon red. That looks really cool also. That sounds uh, good. Yeah, it looks really good. I haven't played, I haven't hooked up, hooked up to my TV yet. Uh, I will eventually, but I mean, just in, even in handheld mode, it looks like really sharp. Yeah, it's a cool, it's a very cool device. Uh, I, I look forward to testing it out later, you know, once you get more stuff for it. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Are you planning I'm, to get a lot of games for it? Just to I'll get like three. Or, I'll probably get like five or six that I really care about. Uh, you know, I'm not like a. I wouldn't get like Pokemon. I never, I never played that as a kid. So you know, right for me to be like fortified zone and Kirby. <laughs> and I had I was I had a Zelda. I did have a Zelda cartridge, but that was not not working correctly. So I I got returned it and got Mario instead. <laughs> but yeah. Like, I would say, like, it's incredibly well made. So, uh, if you have any interest in a Game Boy, it's the best one. All right. I mean, so that way, you know, you got, you know, anybody that's interested in that. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you're going to find one that's not well. I mean, I mean, you can buy them again, at least, but it'll take you, you know, a year to get it. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, didn't they, like, have a thing come out saying that? They're going to make sure the ones people that already ordered them are going to get them, and that well, it, you know, for that it, reason, they're not going to. They they put it up into like groups, like the the quicker you pre-ordered it, the the sooner you get it. But it's like in blocks. Like you'll get it like Q one two thousand two, Q three two thousand two, or like just two thousand twenty twenty three. All right, fair enough. It's kind of like the Steam Deck, the way they did that. Yeah, I had a friend because I mean I pre-ordered this thing in like October of twenty nineteen. And we just got it this year. We just got it now. And she was like incredulous that I wait that, you know, I waited so long or like, you know, that they <laughs> took my money two years ago. And I'm just like, well, COVID hit like yeah. that. That didn't help matters. And also, you know, even before COVID, there was already supply issues with like electronic shit. So, right. I, I'm fine. You know, it wasn't like the most pressing thing in my mind either. Like, it's not like, I'm, you know, I'm counting on the days in a ca- on a calendar. Like, I just kind of put it out of my mind until I got an email saying like, Hey, it's coming out soon. I was like, all right, cool. Soon. Yeah. I mean, I at least, was, at least I, it I came out was, and you got to have it. Yeah. I didn't think it was funny. Like every tech site I know or follow got, got one for review. I, I was looking to see if I could show video. Uh, everybody that had one, it's somebody else's, uh, they, and I pocket did not have a, 
YouTube thing I could show that's from them. But I mean, yeah, I kept seeing. I'm like, damn, who didn't get a review copy of this? Well, the, the one thing they didn't is Giant Bomb. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, but like Jeff Grubb got it, so yeah, you know he can do it for them or whatnot. If someone asked, I think Jeff on uh, Jeff Gerson on like his Tumblr, I'm like, they're like, when are you going to do a stream? And he was like, we didn't get one. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. To, they haven't talked to us since, since the Super NT, which is weird because like their Super NT coverage like wasn't negative. It was you know was right. perfectly fine. You should start bugging him for where, that where's works. Your, yeah. You should start bugging him for, for uh, where's your review unit. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm good because I know I'm not gonna buy any um any Game Boy games to to go in that. So well, forget Game Boy, man. Get get break out your Atari Lynx and play games on that. Hell no, I'm good without that. But um, yes, I mean anything else you? Not really. Yeah, you know a few other games here and there. I played this thing called like Neon Runner or Neon Car or something like that on Steam. That it's like an endless runner game, kind of, but you're just driving or neon drive. That's it. Uh, okay. But it has a really great soundtrack, you know, full of like synth pop or you know, and the first car you unlock or the first car you start off with is, is, is a DeLorean, so it knows what it is. <laughs> yeah, can't go wrong with that. <laughs> that's about it for me. <laughs> All right, so we had plenty of games that we've been playing to talk about here. So let's get on with the news. Major thing that's been recently, uh, you know, we were going to do the show on Monday, but I uh, fell asleep and then it just made more sense to just do it on Friday is NFTs coming up again because, you know, Ubisoft kind of started this with they're going to do NFTs for Ghost Recon, which the reason why they chose Ghost Recon Breakpoint is because it's not on Steam uh, because both Steam and turns out Microsoft have a thing with NFTs. Which are probably a big reason why it was easier for Stalker, the the uh, dev team for Stalker to say Stalker Two, I'm sorry, uh, to say no and yeah. not go through the the crap that they were getting from all sides, from Twitter and social media. But they quickly doubled down, and then 20 minutes later, all of a sudden, you get a post saying that we're just not going to have the NFT. But the fact that they wanted to do it and they doubled down on it tells you that they really did want to do it. They only said no because a bunch of people said they were going to not buy their game, which unlike Ubisoft, the folks making Stalker 2 cannot afford that. Yeah. Uh, so that's a, that's going to be a struggle for indie developers going forward. You want to do NFTs? Get ready because there will be a lot of people that are not going to buy your game due to that. There yeah. was some Kotaku thing just today or like a few hours ago about uh, the Ubisoft boss, Yves Guillemot, like trying to talk to the Breakpoint developers about why NFTs are a good thing. Mm-hmm. And they asked him kind of point blank, like, what is this good? For? Like, how is this going to benefit our game? And he had no response. <laughs> he, you know, he had like a bunch of like nonsense. And it's like that. Shouldn't that tell you something right? Like right then and there, like this is a scam or this, this isn't going to help our game at all. Like, Breakpoint no, wasn't good to begin with, and it had a very rocky launch that kind of got better a little, but this is tanking it like more and more. <laughs> I mean, it's it doesn't help. The thing is that I think I've said this several times. Uh, there are some public, you know, aside from Ubisoft, there are some indie PR people and publishers that are really like pushing this. It's all like and, finance people or you know yeah. business. It's not like creatives or it's not. 
let me let me rephrase that because we have another story. It's not grounded creatives. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, they have this attitude of, well, why do you care so much? Just don't mess with it. Just it's like loot boxes. Don't bother. Well, that that was another thing and, Eve said. He's like he he uh compared it to loot boxes, DLC, and microtransactions, and it's like. Uh, except for DLC, and even that's kind of hit or miss. The other two things are not well liked by most people. <laughs> yeah, and it's like the difference is those are also multiplayer games. When yeah. you start including these into single player experiences, which that I think is what people are really worried about that NFTs can then start crossing that line of, oh, we're just going to put them in everything. Yeah. And that's why there's such a pushback of, we don't want this blockchain crypto stuff in video games. <laughs> and if we start saying, oh, okay, it's cool. It's fine for free to play or fine for multiplayer games. It's going to be harder to draw that line when they start saying, okay, well, we're just going to put them in everything. And then yeah. you're not going to be able to stop it because. Well, yeah. one of the breakpoint ones is uh, NFTs. Like, you have to like, play the game for, six, for 600 hours. And yeah, which is that's really nuts. Like, aside from World of Warcraft, I I never put six hundred dollars in any game. Wow, it's like over ten years or over fifteen years. You know, like yeah, you know, if you're gonna play six hundred hours of Breakpoint, more power to you, folks. Uh, if you're gonna do not, that, not gonna you, be me. But if, sure. if you actually do that, I will buy you a different game because <laughs> you clearly have no <laughs> other options. <laughs> yeah, you seriously need to. Uh, it's it's. The game is somehow stuck in your PS4 and it cannot go online, so you only have that. Seriously, need to reconsider what's what's going on there. Again, I hate seeing uh, devs have to go through that and and deal with that backlash, or whatever. But they responded quickly. And well, the soccer guys did at least. <laughs> yeah, they and they did the right thing at the end of the day. It's like, yeah. again, Ubisoft. It doesn't matter how much pushback they get; they're not going to say they're not going to drop it because they're Ubisoft. They're a big-ass publisher. People are going to buy their games. Look at look at Activision. We're going to talk about Activision in a second. Um, how much it did not matter what's been going on, okay? So that's the problem is we forget a lot of times how in a bubble we are when these problems come up. Yeah. And we think, oh, this is going to be the one. This is going to be the one that's going to cause a rift with other people. And then you forget how much other people do not care uh, about other people's problems. For one, look at look at how this entire pandemic, um, you know, we're being asked once again to start masking and all this other stuff because of the Omicron and how many people just are not going to give to to jab, you know, to, you know, whatever about that and they're gonna keep doing their thing. Why would they care about some company's employees having issues as long as their damn game gets made? That's all they care about. Uh unfortunately there's gonna be enough people that only really care about these Ubisoft games getting made. Uh they're not gonna really sit there and wonder about whether NFTs are good or bad for uh gaming. So this will not be the last time we have to hear about NFTs. It will not be the last time when any dev probably faces backlash for this. And it probably won't be the last time we're going to see somebody have to backtrack on a stance for or, that. Or to see Ubisoft make another dumbass decision. <laughs> Ubisoft making dumb decisions is not anything uh, new. 
Um, they are still dealing with their own workplace issues, and they're going to continue to deal with that. So, yeah. Oh, and then they're still in the news all the time for other things aside from that. So it, it is what it is. Unfortunately, as much as we don't want to deal with it, this will be a year-long thing that I'm sure we will be talking about. Ah, uh, w- something that's actually good and bad, right? Final Fantasy XIV's and Walker expansion came out, and it is so popular. Consume the masses that love Final Fantasy XIV, and it's gotten new people to want to play, and they're getting their friends into it, and everything else. That and you have like, well, you have like big streamers playing like Asmogold and stuff too. So exactly, all these helps. streamers <laughs> that were playing WoW, right? Uh, we're using the Endwalker expansion now to start really streaming uh, Final Fantasy XIV, or maybe they started their journey with Final Fantasy XIV as the Endwalker expansion came out to get buzz or whatever. It's nuts, and it's so nuts that they had to take it off of storefronts um, yeah. to, to ease these queues that are ridiculous right now. Um they should they should rent server space from uh, Activision for for WoW. I mean, okay, it, you're not using these. <laughs> it's incredible the amount of uh, I see Kyle and uh, I have another. Um, I see Kyle on Twitter talking about it all the time, but also there's other people in the uh, Outer Haven team that play Final Fantasy 14, and they're constantly telling me about how the the weights that they have to do in these queues and everything, and it doesn't matter. You know, even Carl that's in Australia, he still has to do the wait in the queue. Yeah. The, regardless of whatever time he's playing at. So this is, uh, I mean, it's it's what you see when an MMO comes out, especially one that's super popular. But it's crazy that they're having such a hard time, like, meeting this demand. And it's, you know, causing uh, Yoshi P some headaches that he just said, you know what? I'm just going to take this back. Again, though, I mean... <laughs> Look at where that game started. Like, yeah, it's, look at it, it, it's funny because it's like the complete inverse of WoW. <laughs> yeah, look at where that game started—a total trash fire to where this game is now, and how much of a like in the consciousness it is. It is like the one standout MMO that everybody just universally praises, um, and you know they're happy to pay their subscription right <laughs> now. Yeah, there was some wow recent wow cinematic that like leaked for like the new story content. Yeah, and it is like baffling to me how they just like reuse the same stories over and over in like Blizzard games, like straight up like doing the same thing they did with StarCraft with wow. Yeah, and it's like, are you guys like really out of ideas? Like, or like there's more than one story in gaming. (laughs) Maybe, and especially with the amount of people that keep leaving. Yeah, you know they they don't necessarily have time to go back to the drawing board and think too much about what they're doing and not doing. Also, I mean, uh, I, I haven't played Final Fantasy fourteen, so I can't comment at all like on the quality of it, but it seems like that game really tries to get your character into the story or yeah. like a main, like a main is like your characters in the, in the cinematics or something like that. And wow, mm-hmm. kind of has that, but your character is so like, like not a part of the story or like, so like just like sectioned off. It feels incredibly like alienating or at least, at least now it does like old. Wow. Wait, had that a lot more where like you're steeped in lore and you see all these like cool characters, but now that the story is like so baffling that like you have no idea what's going on. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I'll be curious, is this like the end of final fantasy 14? 
I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> well, I, I don't mean like, I mean, well, it's called Endwalker. So I, I guess I'm just kind of curious. Like, is like, does this conclude the story or? Will it the, might be or, the end of something. I'm not necessarily sure. I know it's the, next the end like, of some arc or some. Will the next one be, be yeah. like Bahamas Revenge or something like that? <laughs> hey, it could be. You don't know, right? I mean, makes sense uh, at that point. But yeah, for sure, Final Fantasy fourteen has been a thing that people have absolutely loved. I'm sure it will show up on people's list for Game of the Year that actually played it and everything. Kudos to, again, Square for everything they have done with that game. And and now to see where it is is uh, pretty impressive. Yep. Just wait till they add NFTs to it. <laughs> oh, no. It's, well, they have talked about that, so it wouldn't necessarily surprise me, but I really don't want to see it get to that point. Ah, so the, just to get through this really quick, the MPD for this month uh, came out. The Switch, once again, continues to uh, dominate on the charts. As far as the hardware seller, I mean, it is the, the out of the three consoles, it is the one that's not hurting as much from the ships, the chip shortage, but it's also amazing. Um, the, how much that's affecting in Japan, like the amount of difference between how much the Switch sells and the other two consoles sell is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, that's, that's not really that surprising, actually. Yeah. I mean, they do love their portable, uh, stuff over there. Necessarily even more than here. But like I said, I said we're going to talk about Call of Duty. Call of Duty Vanguard is the number one selling game for the month of November. And for the year, probably. <laughs> uh, well, let's see if it's for the year, but it's, uh, don't look. We said it, and many people said it. Don't expect this thing that's happening internally to affect people really buying the game or not, because the majority of people don't pay attention to that stuff. And of course, they were proven right. The fact that Call of Duty Vanguard is number one. Battlefield 2042, even though the game has issues, still number two. Uh, Pokemon Brand Diamond Shining Pearl, three. It is selling like bonkers in Japan. Uh, so that thing will continue to the Pokemon remake legacy of doing well. Forza Horizon 5 right up there at number four. So all four uh, new games hitting that. Uh, top four there, Just Dance, the other new game, Just Dance 2022, barely outside the top 10. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5 actually makes it in at number 16. That's, uh, pretty decent. For, yeah, it's a little surprising, but good for, good for them. <laughs> for, uh, for, uh, you know, I, I, still niche title. I mean, I, I imagine if it was like Persona 6, it'd be top 10, but. Should say, remember that most of the, uh, at least the Nintendo ones, right, don't include digital cells, so we don't know. It could even be more. Yeah. I, I, except for Shimagami Tensei 5, apparently Atlas controls that, so that did include the results, but the other stuff didn't. Mario Party Superstars still up there in fifth, or no, sixth. Madden still up there in fifth. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy held strong in seventh, so that's good. Maybe this one will finally break the, the oh, loop he, there of the Western. Game of like 30 bucks. Why not? <laughs> well, I know, but I'm just saying, like, at least people are buying it. You know, that's good. Yeah. yeah they're taking advantage of those sales. FIFA 22 in there, Far Cry 6. NBA 22. Um, a Miles Morales makes another push up there along with the Animal Crossing uh, and all the usuals uh, still in there as well. Ghost Tsushima still hanging on at 20th at the director's cut. Interesting list of top 20 games. And like we said, Call of Duty still reigning uh, supreme there. So focusing on Nintendo a little bit here because they did have that indie world uh, direct thing 
and I thought they showed off some pretty interesting uh, games. Um, man, I want Sea of Stars to come out right now. <laughs> Can that come out? Do I have to wait till Holiday 22? Can that come out right now? That looks amazing. Having uh, Yasuna and Mitsuda do some of the the soundtrack is awesome. Of course, the characters look like they could just be in Chrono Trigger, so that helps me a lot as well. Of course, this is actually a prequel to The Messenger uh, somehow. It's made by the same studio, so it will be interesting to see how that is a prequel at all. Um, did you watch any of this? Or? No, I mean, I didn't even know it was happening until like later, and it was like so like not important to like news sites that barely anyone talked about it. Yeah. Well, it's indie stuff. I didn't expect, you know, a lot of people to super cover it. But, yeah, I mean, I mentioned uh, Chicory's out right now. Omori finally is going to show up on at least Switch. Uh, it's supposed to come out on the other consoles as well, but uh, there's not a date for that yet. This is a, a really cool RPG with a turn-based battle system. It's very unique as well, so um, I'm excited uh, for that. The Let's Play Oint games, which is, like, Another one of those like party games that's out right now, along with Dungeon Munchies, uh, Chicory, and I can't remember what else. And Timely, uh, we're all out. Uh, Afterlife EP looks awesome. That's from the folks that did Coffee Talk. And uh, so I'm excited for that. Uh, they showed another thing for All the Ollie World, which that keeps looking good, which that's not coming out till next year. Um, that. Fox game called Endling Extension is Forever that has the mother fox that goes and tries to keep their her three cubs alive the whole time. Uh, pretty cool that that game is being made and uh, exists, and I'm glad they keep showing it off. Pretty fun stuff. Locomotive also want to give them a shout out for the 1930s uh, point and click adventure uh, game thing. Love that, and of course River City Girls too because you can never go wrong. Uh, with a great beat em up. So, yeah, some good stuff in this thing. Definitely go check some of these games out. Uh, you definitely should. And like I said, Dungeon Money is out there right now. Chicory, you need to go get it. I'm telling you, you will not go wrong and get that game. Yeah, uh, but Nintendo had themselves a little bit of a, not only in adding new things, but also they added some old things uh, as well, Mark. I mean, Banjo Kazooie for the 64, that's pretty awesome, right? If you that's, have that that's... switch. A bit surprising, but I guess now that like Nintendo and Microsoft are kind of buddies now, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they did announce it during the announcement. Yeah. So that's not surprising that it's there. It's surprising that it's like one of the first ones after Paper Mario, but it looks like they're going to be doing the adding one a month. Do you okay. think that they should be doing more with the 64 or is one a month fine if you're paying $50 a year for this thing? I mean, it all depends on their on the games they add. I'm not a big Paper Mario fan, but like Banjo Kazooie is a not like the best game, but it's a pretty like synonymous game with the N64. It's when they start adding crap like Quest 64. It's like no god. Well, I don't know. If we're gonna get that far. Well, I think they're they not gonna. It, I think yeah. they, like it was rumored there's only gonna be like 30 games in this thing total for the N64. Well, I mean, there's not that many great games for the N64, so like it doesn't. How great uh, of me to buy a super expensive flash card for it then? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. That's the thing. I think what well, we do, I do know that new, that the original Pokemon Snap is on that list of going to be added. Majora's Mask, obviously, on that list as well. If that's not already on there, I think. Um, but I mean, I, I wouldn't actually expect that game for a long ass time until I can fix the emulator. We'll see. It's so supposed like, to be added, but we'll see. 
I, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be added, just how long will it take? Will they actually fix, you know, the emulator not be, like, laggy and garbage? <laughs> well, speaking about garbage, some of these games on here for the Genesis are, like, Altered Beast is not great, folks. Toe Jam and Earl is pretty good, though. So uh, That's one of the like, classic Genesis games. I don't, I never really played it, but yeah. I respect it from a distance. Dynamite Heady has a good soundtrack. I mean, the only um, real bad game on this list is Altered Beast. <laughs> Son of a Million, I really, I, I've played a few times. I like it. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, and then Thunder Force 2. So, some decent stuff. I didn't expect them to really be adding that much Genesis. So, I guess maybe every two months for the Genesis and then once a month for 64 is a decent clip. I know people are going to be, I mean, I get it. If you're going to say this is a, like a service, right? And you're really only here for the 64 games. Could you say that adding one thing a month is kind of crappy? Yeah, you definitely could. No other streaming service, no other service or company could really get away with that. Look at how much stuff has to get added to Game Pass, uh, you know, to make that worth a thing. Even PlayStation Now adds a little bit more than what you're seeing with the Switch tendencies. So it's just start adding like, uh, Retro N64 games, like making new retro N64 games. Here's Super Mario 64, the lost levels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to get to that point, but sure. Here, I mean, here, here's Turok 4. <laughs> everybody be like, well, where the hell's that remaster? I wanted that, not to yeah. Turok 4 on the 64. But um, it, it's there. If you already paid the $50, I mean, why not? It's not like you can really take it back. Speaking of being on a service, Mega Man is going to get a live-action movie. You know, not everything has to have a live-action movie, folks. But if Sonic can make it work, maybe Mega Man, right? But they announced this. I, I don't think it'll work because it's Netflix. And look at how mm-hmm. how bad Cowboy Bebop did. I liked. Well, I didn't think, I didn't it didn't do badly. I think it just didn't do well enough for the expenses that they had to make for that show. Because supposedly, when it first came out, it was one of the most biggest things Netflix has ever done, according to them, and then it still got canceled. So Yeah. Well, the, rece- the critical reception wasn't kind, and then like, it wasn't in the you know pop culture medium for a while. Right, all the, all the anime folks that... It, it just kind of came like and went. It, you know. uh, I think Mega Man can work as a movie, though. I mean, I think, I think it might actually like it more of a TV show, but right. movie, sure. Well, it's uh, just like it's like Sonic, right? He doesn't have like this enormous backstory where you can't make a movie about it and kind of do it in your own direction and have it work. So I, I just kind of question like how goofy will the, the Mega Man look? Will it be <laughs> a dude in a suit the way it should be, or will it be some CGI monstrosity like that recent RoboCop movie? There actually is I, some like fan made Japanese Mega Man thing. Like, is it a it's not like a full-length movie, but it's like pretty long. It's like 34 minutes long. That looked really good. That was like a decade ago. Seeing this made me think of the Assassin's Creed movie. How that was such a like profoundly profound misread of the source material. Uh, I mean, I remember liking the cartoon. That was cool. I, was, I like that yeah. cartoon quite a lot too. I like most Mega Man shit, honestly. So yeah, I mean, like you said, it could work. Uh, I'm not, you know, we'll see. They they should get uh Willem Dafoe to play Doctor Wiley. Yo, you're not wrong about that. Yeah, I think it could actually work. And to play Mega Man, Timothy Chalamet. Let's see. 
Um, They have Sonic to go from of don't make the character look stupid because people will uh, go back on it. So. Uh, well, I'll be curious also, like, if Roll will be in it, or Rush, or, like, how much Mega Man shit will be in this. I think they will definitely try to make sure Rush is in it, because they you always got to have a dog or something. It's, yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, I, honestly, I kind of look at that cartoon as, like, a good first pass as far as, like, the, like the, the premise of Mega Man, like a right. film. I mean, just kind of blow it out, like, the first ten minutes to be, like, Dr. Light and Dr. Wily in college together, and then their eventual split. And then, yeah, Mega Man, Mega Man being rock for like the first half hour, and then Wily attacks, and Doctor Light upgrades him to be Mega Man. Can you really call it live action if it's CG though? Well, what's a CG? Or I, I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna say it's a live action movie, right? You can't have CG Mega Man. Tell that to Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I, I guess, <laughs> but it's like that's different though. You have a human. Right, like you don't really have human characters. You have Doctor Wily, I guess. But I mean, yeah, or you'll have like citizens that Mega Man have to like save, or you know, yeah. That's what I think. Like that's why I say, like I think it should be a dude in a suit, not some CGI character. Or C- well, like, I mean, I guess Sonic's a CGI character as well, right? Right. Yeah, but he he like Sonic is like an alien character, or you know, an alien thing. Like Mega Man, pretty much pretty directly translates to dude. Yeah. Get uh Henry, what's his the Witcher guy to play him? <laughs> Henry Cavill. Yeah, I mean he says that he'll do Mass Effect. They do it right, so I guess why not Mega Man too, right? Yeah, you know he won't watch it if he if he does it. He can wear that stupid helmet. <laughs> I think they'll wind up doing the the Sonic thing though, and he'll end up being CG, and then you might have like an actual human, Doctor Wily, kind of like Jim Carrey. Yeah, and that's probably how they wind up doing it. Um, just because you can fix it more if you get it wrong as CG in the live action. I mean, you'd have to like recast the actor and everything else. Or, or here's a, here's a novel idea for the live action: get it right the first time, or just not do it. That's also a possibility too. Just so. Well, it's kind of bad. It's kind of funny about this. It's like that Resident Evil film came out, didn't get great reviews. Uh, and it didn't do well, like, theatrically. They're gonna press on with this one? Well, nothing that's not a Marvel movie or whatever is doing great theatrically anyway. Remember Monster Hunter? That was Capcom. (laughs) Yeah, but that's a Paul W.S. Anderson joint. Yeah. I mean... So you know it's doomed from the start. (laughs) I mean, yeah, so... It is what it, that thing is. What it is. I mean, it's it's not great. And I, I think know. that that I, came out at a time when people it was like we were just starting to go back to the movies and whatnot. Yeah, so. I, I don't have a ton of high hopes, but I'm not completely down on this as a concept. You know. Yeah. Compared to like some things. Hey, but there's at least another. There's definitely a ghost. Another Ghostbusters game happening. Like that, I'm yeah. down on that. <laughs> Incredibly down on that. <laughs> you don't think they're gonna get it right? It's not gonna be good. I mean, they've pumped out a decent number of Ghostbusters games in the history of the fr- like that franchise. The only right. good one was like that recent one, the uh, you know the Gears of War clone, and like that wasn't great. It was merely competent. <laughs> I mean, if they want to do it, sure, and it'll be a good nostalgia kick for people. But yeah, I'll be kind of curious to see like what era it is if it's going to enter like have the new- like, the current people or not. <laughs> yeah. Will they get Paul Rudd back? That's a big question. Uh, probably not. 
Maybe. I could, I could see him doing it. I mean, hell, why not? You know, he came back for What Hot American Summer 2, like the two What Hot American Summer series. So, <laughs> Yeah, but now that he's, you know. He was big back yeah. then. He, he, that wasn't like that long ago. Plus, he's, he doesn't like jump around or like do action shit. He does it to speak yeah. on the microphone. <laughs> he, yeah. I don't know. It, it might be interesting. Like, Ernie Hudson's always the guy who they get for this Ghostbusters crap because they can afford him. Right, no. Definitely. Not, let me put it this way. They can get Ernie, Hud- they can get Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd. They're not going to get Bill Murray. No, I'm definitely not going to get uh, Bill Murray. He's not going to go in for that. Although, he did do um, that other one, though, which is kind of funny. This was so, like, not the way I thought we were going to get an announcement for Splinter Cell, finally. This seemed like just, like... Oh, hey, here it is on Twitter. Like, I don't know. I mean, people have been wanting this game for a long time, and then that's just how you announce it. Uh, um, there's supposed rumors that it's going to be open world. Uh, it's in the really early stage development, so who the hell knows when it's coming out, basically. This is like an announcement of an announcement. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like, well, it's happening, everybody. You can stop hating us for, for this. Is like, this. Yeah, this is like a few years ago when EA was like, Rick and Skate 4, <laughs> they got like one dude working on it in a corner somewhere, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, like, you can stop hating us now. We're working on it, okay? <laughs> I mean, look, it's cool that it's happening, but yeah, the fact that we have games that Ubisoft's, Ubisoft's supposed to be making, that they, they are like backlogged right now with stuff. Well, the bat, the the really funny thing about this announcement is like the guy going like, "Oh, this is supposed to be a like honoring the original game, or you know, it's supposed to bring in it. It's supposed to like harken back to that era." And it's like, well, you don't make games like that anymore to begin with, like mission based right. games. So if this thing's open world, that ain't that. And then also, I think he said like, "Oh, we want this game to be like uh, it can draw in new customers or like new players," and it's like. Your last game did that, and that was a failure from a sales perspective. So, good luck. See, that's the funny thing. I don't know about you. I only liked that last Splinter Cell game, like the last two, which were like barely Splinter Cell games. The original trilogy sucked ass, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I mean, they have a window for this, obviously, because Metagross Solid is kind of done. Yeah. Or pretty much. So, they would be the de facto like leading game of this type. Well, by the time Hitman Five comes out, we'll see this game. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, definitely, they could have like a few more Hitmans before we see this. But yeah, that's the thing. I, I mean, I don't really. This is not my kind of game, so I personally don't have like a stake in this. But knowing I mean, so many people that do, I, I mean, I tried to play the original Splinter Cell. I don't know if you ever did. That game is hard, <laughs> right? And not fun. <laughs> Didn't I don't remember which one of the ones I tried to play, and I was like, it's just not my kind of game. It's again, this is cool, but it's just like Ubisoft has so many freaking games. Yeah, I, right I'd now, rather wait so for uh, Beyond Good and Evil Two to come out, or that, that well pirate game to come out. Wild or Skull and Bones. Well, Wild finally did get canceled a few months ago, but uh, Prince of Persia remake. Uh, yeah. the Avatar game. At least they showed some of that. Um, the you know, yeah. all it's God. They have so much, so much going on. I mean, um, hats off yeah. to them, kind of, because look at Activision. They got nothing going on. <laughs> yeah, the Assassin's Creed Infinity. I mean, uh, they just did Far Cry Six. I'm sure they're already working on Far Cry, whatever the hell it is next. If that's well, not like, a yeah, I mean, I don't. There are different Far Cry teams. The, the guys making Far Cry Six are making this thing. 
great. Are you going to get uh, Gus Fring back? Yeah, I mean, and they're also making the uh, whatever that uh, the division free to play thing. Oh yeah, the Heartland so, or whatever. Yeah, so they got a lot. You got not to mention all their other franchises that they just never stop working on stuff for. So yeah. I mean, those those people got a lot of stuff uh, cooking. And I mean, again, like you said, credit to them for having stuff in the pipeline. But who yeah. knows when we'll see this? I, I would rather have a uh, you know developer have too many eggs than and like too many games coming out or too many franchises and putting all their ideas in one franchise, and that's it. Yeah, I, I still don't believe at all those rumors of supposedly Toys or Bob has something else that they're making again now until I actually see it, because everything Activision right now is Call of Duty. Uh, same thing, like, Blizzard, everything is Overwatch and Diablo, and that's, like, all they have, and, well, I guess Hearthstone is sort of there still. But, well, wow, yeah. but no, you know, it's such a depressing site these days <laughs> yeah it's, it's i mean it, it'd be fun. they should start running banners like hey if you can't get back in, if you can't get into final fantasy 14 wow's open for you <laughs> i mean even warzone is like suffering because of all the striking and everything that's going on as well yeah. so that's not doing well but hey maybe total rock studios is going to be doing fine because now they are owned by tencent of course these are the guys that make back for blood um used to make the leopard you know where the Big guys on Left 4 Dead. If it is really for stability and all that kind of stuff, Tencent doesn't really get too involved. And in, we haven't really heard of anything about Tencent meddling. Yeah, so, they seem pretty like they just want to buy shit, and then they're just like, "Hey, do whatever you want." Make yeah, they money. Want to buy it to say that they own it, and exactly make make money. And if that's all it is, then good for Total Rock, you know. Well, um, make responsible money, not crazy square money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, but Tencent has so many fingers in the gaming pie at this point that even yeah. if uh, they just added single player also to Back for Blood. So if you are not a multiplayer kind of person, I, I actually might consider trying it out now because I'm just not a big multiplayer person. Yeah. Uh, I did have fun when I played with, the, you know, the Outer Heavy guys. So I know that game is fun. But yeah. I just it must it's much easier for me to just be able to play it whenever I want and not have to coordinate with oh this person here, this person there. But either way, good for Total Rock that they are doing better, at least you would think financially. Ah, well, speaking of financial stuff, hey, we're we circled the wagons, guys. We circled the wagons back to NFTs somehow again. Uh Peter Molyneux is making a game again. Of course, this is the creator of Fable. Um he wants to push the boundaries of blockchain gaming. Really? Really, Peter Molyneux? Cool, man. Uh, he wants players to own a land NFT, which will allow you to start your own game in blockchain uh, in a business position called Legacy. And he also wants to launch Legacy Coin, uh, which is going to be a new cryptocurrency. Um, yeah, I'm not even getting that. Listen, uh, he's making an FT game, folks. The, the two funniest yeah. things about this is the first question I had when I saw this was, where is Dennis Dyack? Probably, hopefully far away from this. And the second thing I thought was, there was already a game like this, like 20 years ago or 15 years ago, called Entropia Universe. It's like, I think it was a Swedish MMO, maybe like Finnish or Swedish, somewhere, somewhere like there. Yeah. But it was a game where you could like literally like buy the, in the game world, like buy stuff. And sell it to other people or rent it out. And there are stories about oh, a player bought this moon in the game that for like three hundred thousand dollars in real cash, 
and they made money off of it by having other players like go to it and like hunting monsters on it or setting up their own business. Yeah. And I said, that was 15 years ago. And that back then was more concrete than this shit now. <laughs> also, I mean, let's be honest. Manu's like kind of a scam artist. His last four games have bombed horribly or like been huge disasters like that. Yeah. Curiosity Cube and that uh, goddess game. So it's like, no, you you can't get games made. You, well, you can't get meetings with actual developers anymore or you know publishers to make your shit. So that's why he's doing yeah. this nonsense. I same hope thing, this like bombs really just. Well, it's the same thing. With, I mean, I don't know if you like him or not, but Kevin Smith did this like six months ago. Yeah, where he was trying to auction off an NFT for his new shitty film called uh, Kilroy Was Here, and it's like, oh, if you buy the NFT, you get the distribution rights to uh, domestic distribution rights, and it's like. Have you seen your output for the last like decade and a half, dude? Like, no one wants this. <laughs> You're doing this because you can't get a distribution deal with like actual theaters. Yeah, they should make it. They should make a game together, him and Kevin Smith. <laughs> that's that's what we need. To focus on, another, another stupid uh, chance on Bob beat him up game. That's what we need to focus. Um, just getting quickly through these last couple here, um, because we need to get onto the topic. Um. Sony has finally made their own PlayStation 5 covers. Yep. Uh, now you know why they went and threatened to sue all these other places. Because they're going to charge you $55 to buy one. Uh, if you want to put your PlayStation in light blue or purple or pink or red or black, you could do so. Uh, they also released controllers to go along uh, with the, or the three controllers they didn't have colors for. The light blue, purple, and pink. Yeah. Um, so you can get those colors as well. I kind of uh, like the red one. Well, yeah, I love that red controller when it came out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, having the the cover would be cool. Um, the uh, what you call it? Uh, Sony acquired Valkyrie Entertainment, which uh, is their fifth acquisition of the year. Uh, they're already helping with God of War Ragnarok. Uh, they've helped with League of Legends, Forza Motorsport Seven, Halo Infinite uh, in the past. So. Uh, good on Sony for making that acquisition. I don't know if there's that much to say about Valkyrie joining, but that's a good studio coming in with them. And uh, for me, if this actually happens, I think this is pretty awesome. Hopefully Atlas does make it happen because we know that they have this disdain, feels like, for the Switch when it comes to the main titles. A Persona 3 Portable could perhaps be coming very much like you know the Ultimax uh, port thing be coming to Switch and PC and PS4, PS5, whatever. I see, so I see PS4 and PC. I don't see Switch. I definitely do see. Uh, it's a PS3 portable. Put it on a portable system. It makes but sense. But they're not going. It's not going to look like that. It's just going to be. It'll be like Persona Five with Persona Three characters. It's not going to look like Persona Three Portable did. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't say they're remaking it. It says they're remastering it. So we'll see. I think that'd be uh, disappointing. Let's say that because Persona Three Portable, uh, like the isometric shit worked kind of because that was all the PS PSP could do. You know, I mean, they, they may remaster it and put in stuff from Fez or whatnot yeah. and add things to it, um, and then try to bump up the graphics, um, like you saw with the like Final Fantasy Type Zero or whatever. It's possible. I mean, like the Type Zero is actually a good analogy. Like, yeah. The PSP version of that, but it's very different than the you know the console version 
on PS4. Uh, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. If they do something like that to it, then perhaps it could work. I mean, I agree with you. If they're just porting it over, then no. But the thing is, you know people are going to go crazy even if they just said, oh, well, here's the PSP version on Switch right now. I mean, yeah. So, not, I mean, not to say that that's a bad idea because look what they did with, with uh, Persona 4 Golden. I mean, basically, that's just a port with... But even that's uh, not on Switch, is it? No, that's not on Switch, yeah. yeah that's what's what? funny is they put... Ultimax on Switch, but they didn't put Persona 4 Golden on Switch. That, that's that's so, another reason why I don't think this will come to Switch. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it would be really awesome if it did, and maybe they just surprise announce uh, Golden on Switch as well. Um, you know, I think once they open Pandora's box, I mean, they're going to really be wishing they had done it earlier because it will sell like crazy. I mean, you're just, you're giving away. I mean, I know it takes a lot to develop, and I know that's a lot of resource and man hours and everything else. Or, you know, just reach everything. But it's like you are the the amount of money that you're going to get back is worth that to put it on Switch. But Atlas, like we've said, Atlas is very much of a traditional Japanese company. And they like to yeah. have divisions with their franchises. So, yeah, but I mean, the, at least we're not talking about like putting them on Xbox. We're talking about putting it on another Japanese system. So, yeah, but it's not uh, like and maybe- Shin Megami Tensei 4 ever came to Sony. They could start. I'm, These are older games. We're not talking about putting Persona Five. These are the older games. No, Shin Megami Tensei Four is a 3DS game. I mean, I know. I'm just saying. If anything, if they were going to do that, they would put it on Switch first, and if they wanted to port it, then they would. But I'm just saying, like, hey, Shin Megami Tensei Three. They, I know it was on PlayStation Two or whatever originally, but yeah, Five was only on Switch. Yes, know. no, Five was on Sony. Oh, it's on Sony as well. Okay, fine then. But still, like. I, the fact that they're bleeding some, I think they could do it the other way as well. I mean, yeah, they could monetize a lot of other games, but they don't seem interested. That's, that's the thing. Maybe Sega this is, anniversary will make them do it. I, I saw Sega put out Alien Isolation on like mobile devices. You just go like, why? Because <laughs> it's mobile, man. People will buy stuff. Uh, it's it's well, amazing 15, to me sometimes. Yeah, it's 15 bucks, so they're not going to buy that. And it's like, what? Yeah. That's the, most, that's the best way to play that game? No, it's definitely not. Uh, I wouldn't play that in. Uh, yeah. Let's get on with it, folks. This is our... Obviously, everybody is going to have uh, their most anticipated games for next year. And they, if all of them come out, that is a heck of a lot of them. Um, but, you know, uh, we also included Rainies in here as well. We have a few that are the same. Uh, so might as well get on with some of the uh, the same ones here. Um all three of us are hyped for God of War Ragnarok. Uh, that is definitely going to be one of the if that definitely if that actually does come out, it's going to be uh, one of the best games of 2022, no doubt. Just going based off of how great the first one was. How is that? Is that pretty high on your list of? Oh yeah, because like yeah. that first God of War game was you know my game of the year then I think or at least yeah. way up there. So yeah. I, I'm excited to go back to that and see how the rest of the story unfolds here. And then, and the fact that it looks like that's going to be it. There is going to be no third game to make it a trilogy. He's just going to end it here. Uh, yeah. You know there's going to be some great stuff uh, in this for sure. Uh, obviously, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, they have been hyping this recently here with uh, some really good trailers. Um, how hyped are you for this Horizon sequel? Oh yeah, I like. I mean, I like the first one. Uh, this looks better. You know, bigger monsters look, looks vastly 
prettier. Uh, yeah. I kind of hope the story isn't quite as dumb as the last game, but hey, the more Lance Reddick you get, the better. I will appreciate that gameplay a lot more than the story for sure, but everything I've seen in Horizon 2, this looks absolutely amazing, so I'm down for when this uh, comes out for sure. Um, yeah. Randy and I share the excitement for Forspoken. Well, yeah. Um, it's a square game. <laughs> it's a square game, yes. And then, uh, you know, I just I want to discover this world. I want to see what happens. I want to see what these powers are that you do. Um, looks interesting. I'm, wait- and- I'm waiting for Forspoken 2, where instead of, like, uh, a young black woman being transported to, like, Fantasy World, it's, like, a member of the ICP. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no. What? Uh, less we ever have to speak of the ICP, uh, the better at that point. Um, TMNT, Shutter's Revenge, you know that's going to be great. I can't wait for that. Um, gives me so many memories of like Turtles in Time and all that stuff. So, yes, give me more of that. I agree, Randy, down with that for sure. Um, anything else that you are... Uh-huh. I have my doubts about that game just based on our one failed attempt to play Scott Pilgrim and we never tried again. <laughs> oh, I don't I think but Scott Pilgrim was different because like I it crashed on us so hard and then it's like we it, we quickly had to move on to something else and I think we just never got back to it. But I think TMNT definitely gonna be the mood if we can get all four of us to play. That's I'm down. Uh for me, uh I'm kind of interested in Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown. Okay. Uh, that's the new race. That's like the WRC guys are making it. Uh, okay. but I like test drive kind of, uh, I liked one of them, the 361. And so it, you're this saying is, it, it has a chance to be good. Yeah. Like if it's, oh, like if it's, I don't want to say like, I don't, if it's like a lot like Forza Horizon, cause like test drive was that game before Forza Horizon existed. Right. So if it's like that, I mean, it probably won't be as good as that, but if it kind of has the same spirit, it'd be nice. Uh, and for me, honestly, the biggest, like, and it's dumb because I don't know the goddamn franchise at all. But Green Blue Fantasy Relink. Yeah, you have been. I will say you've been consistent with this game of like you really want it to come out and, and yeah. be good. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, think like, every year this winds up being on your list and every yeah. year it gets delayed. They, they finally put out a trailer like five days ago. Coming like it's coming out in twenty twenty. Got twenty two guys. Just wait. You said they, that the last couple of years. Yeah. It's, well, they finally did announce a PS five version, which is nice. Okay, um, that's good. This game, I don't know if you saw that trailer. It looked the combat looks a lot more like East Nine mixed with like Tales of Arise. Okay, uh, like it looks a lot more like free, like flowing, like free form than it kind of used to, uh, and like snappier. But it still had like the anime, like really pretty anime of like Tales of Arise. And the other two are like Lost Ark. Uh, I mean, that's kind of out now, but you know, free to play and everything. And then Kirby, that Kirby thing. Yes, I am uh, so down for the Kirby the Forgotten Land thing uh, as well. Did they not release it in English? The Lost Ark? No, no, no. The the relink trailer, the most recent one. No, it's on. It's in English. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I only saw it in Japanese. So no, yeah, I that Kirby the Forgotten Land thing looks um freaking great. I'm so ready for that to come out and be able to play that. I really want to see more of it and see what that's going to be like. But, yeah, um, yeah any, anything else? Uh, I'm kind you? of interested in that Marvel game, Midnight Suns. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, it's an XCOM game, so I'm sure Mark will. And they announced a uh, 
Well, they didn't, I don't think they announced it that well, but there's some Starship Troopers uh, RTS coming out on Steam in, like, March that, it's like, I'll give this a shot. No, it could be good. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I'm oh, seeing found, that, too. You found the trailer? <laughs> yes, I found the trailer. It looks good. I like it. Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, yeah like, it, like I said, it looks like East Nine, kind of, but it looks like a lot, you know, mix of, like, Tales of Arise, you know? Yeah, definitely the graphics uh, giving me East Nine uh, vibes, yeah. but it looks prettier, uh, right. like you're saying. And you have, like, so. the floating animal, like, like in Tales of Arise <laughs> as well. <laughs> Always with the floating animal. As long as it's not the annoying thing from World of Final Fantasy, we're good. The Moogle? Uh, yeah, that Moogle thing that has that terrible voice. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, another game that people are getting the previews for right now that uh, it's not going to take too long to be coming out here, uh, Sifu, man. I am so uh, ready to like play this game. Um, and just even if I'm dying a bunch of times, uh, I want to keep, uh, to keep playing and to keep making it. Uh, this, uh, every time they keep showing a trailer, every time they've shown it, I just get more heights for this game. So I am yeah. totally down for seeing more of it. And, and I really hope that it actually does come out when they say it's going to, because man, uh, this game looks great. Of course, Pokemon Legends Arceus or Arceus. Arceus, whatever, um, always going to be down with that. It's an open-world Pokemon. It's what we've always wanted. So the fact that they're making it, let's see how open-world they actually make it. Um, I will be, if it's even a little bit of what they're possibly promising, yes, I will be hyped for that. Uh, another one on on mine, I think some of, us, some of the stuff I already mentioned, uh, Plague Tell uh, Requiem, I really, really like the first game. Uh, so the second game, hoping it's more of the more of the ghost that goodness, and man, I just hope it delivers because I, like I said, the first game was definitely one of those like game of the year contenders. So let's see what happens with the second game. Uh, Digimon Survive, of course, I've been waiting for like a couple another game we waited like a couple of years for. This game was supposed to come out like two years ago. This was come out this year. Got delayed again. Um, it's the next Digimon game. So anytime they have a game, I'm going to be for it. They're getting out of the, the cyber uh, sleuth stuff for a little bit. This is back to kind of like the old Digimon stuff, the more of the like, like I said, survive of like kind of creating the monsters and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah we'll we'll see how that, uh, how that does compared to the stuff that they've been producing lately. And Randy wanted to know WB2K22 and that GM mode. So I, I, that's the one thing I'm excited about for WWE 2K22 is GM mode. Uh, he says if it's competitive based and great, then yes. What do you think? Are any, uh, any? It'll be disaster. Like every. You think it'll be disaster? Uh, I, I have more faith in AEW putting out a game that'll have that. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. I, I mean, I think that AEW game has, almost has that like TNA impact written all over it where like it's going to look good, but maybe it doesn't play. As well, but that AEW game, I mean, not AEW, that TNA game, like, wasn't terrible, though. Yeah, I mean, it was like just it was, it was like the first of its kind, or like the first yeah. pass. But if they if they kept on it, like, the probably the second, second one would have been really good. Yeah, I mean, it's Ukes, they know what they're doing, so like, you know, yeah, it's at least gonna be a competent game, right? 
and it won't have like years of baggage that you know that's been dragging it down, like unlike the WWE games. That's very true. Like there's that... they're, they're still focused on like scanning the wrestlers or you know stupid crap like that, and it's like no, focus on the gameplay first. Then you can scan in John Cena. <laughs> yeah, they definitely need to go back to that drawing board of making sure it's all it's all about the gameplay. Uh, honestly, uh, I have a bunch of indie stuff to rattle off here that I'm excited about. This is just like tip of the iceberg. There's so much uh, that I'm really uh, excited about as far as I go. Triangle Strategy, heights for that to finally come out. Uh, Advanced Wars 1-2 Reboot Camp, of course, that got delayed. I was a bit sad, but hopefully it will come out uh, next year. Metal Slug Tactics as well. Uh, if there's one thing that I was not expecting a tactics game to come out for, it's Metal Slug, and they surprised the heck I knew that, so I'm totally down. Uh, replaced looked amazing at the last Xbox thing where they showed it at. So yes, uh, more of that. Um, uh, Battle Cakes, which is a RPG where you're a bunch of dessert things. Uh, why not? Uh, yeah. Eating Chronicle Rising has looked amazing every time I've seen it. So yes, uh, mentioned Sea of Stars already. Uh, Goodbye, Volcano High. I've been waiting for that to come out, as well as Lobster Free 2. So, and we are OK as well. So, man, there's there's going to be a lot more. You know, you thought this year was Heights for Indies, which it really was. Next year promises yeah. to have a lot of that as well. So, You're really excited for that Rising game? The Uden, yeah. Uden Chronicles Rising? Yeah, it's a freaking turn-based RPG. It looks freaking great. No, that's the action one. Oh, is that the? Yeah, I'm still hyped for that, regardless. You know. Okay. So it's in that same, um, in the same. Uh, I no, mean, one like, of them is a turn race. One of them is an action RPG. Yeah, this is the so, action one. Yeah, but it's still. I mean, um, it looks like yeah, well, it looks like a uh, guacamole or something like that. Like it doesn't hey, look bad. I'm not gonna say that, but I love guacamole. So I, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I'm more interested in the actual Iden Chronicles game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then, yeah, nobody starts a world that I already mentioned. That's from the Wakamele guys. That's going to be good too. Dog sitting here is scratching himself. Woke up at the wrong time, girl. Okay, so anything else you want to mention here? Or? Not really. Yeah, I kind of just take it as it comes. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Not going to be too far. We're going to be talking about games coming out in, uh, in January. So, and I don't, I think we're pretty much at the, that's it for like what's I mean this week was really I think the last week for stuff that was coming out this year that I think we really needed to pay much attention to. Um, you know, I I mentioned, you know, the gunk came out. Again, I don't think that you really need to go crazy going to play that. Um it, it's on Game Pass if you want, you know. Uh that Five Nights of Freddy's security breach also came out apparently. I forgot oh, that record that. of Lotus War game came out on my consoles. Yes, yes it did. Uh, that's also on on Game Pass as well. You, you may uh, want to email someone about that for me. <laughs> um, that Alfred Hitchcock Vertigo game came out. Oh, Trash Sailors, which I wish it wasn't just on PC. I was actually kind of interested in that when I saw it at the uh, at E3. So that looks kind of fun. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff. That obviously is going to get pushed into next year. Uh, this year, I think that's pretty much we're looking at. This is why everybody's doing their game of the year stuff because that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, uh, we're looking back at what this year was and then kind of heading into next year. 
That being said, though, that's it, folks. We are um, done for this week. Like I said, uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with our top tens of 2021. Uh, Randy, Mark, and I. And then we'll still figure out what we're going to do for the actual top 25. Um, so hopefully you enjoyed everything that you heard here. Or if you watched, we appreciate that. You can always go and uh, subscribe on anything that there's podcasts. Or you can go subscribe and then follow us here on YouTube. And then anytime we produce a show, it'll be there for you. Um, you can go subscribe to the whole W10 network and get everything we do. My soccer show, um, soccer to the max. So you can go listen to Eric do the, uh, life is like a game show, which that's how much fun they did double dare this week. Uh, Mark does all the entertainment stuff. They will have a Spider-Man no way home, uh, review up there for you pretty soon. I'm going to go watch that on Tuesday. Have you watched that yet? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. No, no, I'm going to wait until I'm with the ends. I'm going to see that together. Uh, okay, cool. All right. Well, until next, uh, until Wednesday, folks, we'll see you later. Later.